dialed in to Fox and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. So, welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Uh, it has been a while. It's been a while. It's been at least it's so rad. Weeks. Um, so, it's good to see you. We got guests today. It's good to see you too. We have guests today. So, uh, we are joined by Mike on the Zoom link because he has not decided to drive up here today. I can't blame him. Um, and we're joined by Jim, who has not been here in a little while. Hello. It's been a hot minute for him. Yeah. So, uh, Let's start with Mike. Mike, what you drinking? I grabbed a couple of my one. I was went to one well. Yeah, it would have been last Friday after work and grabbed a four pack along with just some drinks I drank at the bar when I was you know waiting for my food to get made. And um, I've got two of them left. I've got a Zalapa, which probably hard to tell, but it is a. Jalapeno blonde ale, but not spicy. Then after that, I have an only ghost to show, which is a lime ghost, which has a little drunk-looking uh, oh, <laughs> unicorn on a uh, merry-go-round stick. No, I, think, I think that unicorn's pole dancing himself. Nice. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Unicorns on a pole sound pretty pretty special. Sounds pretty sweet. Jim. What do you have, my friend? I have a Fago Cherry Sparkling Water today. So for those that don't know, Fago is like the official pop of the Michigan. Pop of Michigan. It's, it's, it's the only soda that I will call pop. I do like calling soda soda as well. What the? F- no, you guys, time out. What's I was born in Illinois. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Okay. Can I will say the other, the, the, the other unofficial or official pop of Michigan would be Verner's. Yeah, except that's not that's not worth human consumption. So oh, I love me a Verner's. Oh, awesome. Anytime you're sick, get a fucking Verner's. Yeah, and you'll be more sick and get over it quicker. Right? I have never had that issue. They have so Speedway was bought by 7-Eleven. Yeah, it's so weird. now they're Slurp- they have Slurpees instead of Icy's, and they can charge a buck more for them. Yeah, one of the flavors they have, they have big gulps on Byron Center is yeah. uh, Verner's. My, oh really? My wife loves it. Mind uh, you, I do not like a Verner's icy, but they also have Fago grape, which yeah, I'm all fucking. No about. thanks. I know I see one of your, um, but let's let's talk about this. So you bake with soda, you drink pop. That's no. just how it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it, I, I grew up calling soda pop, but same. I did too. I, I just I, I like I, I discovered I like being um, pretentious, so I use yeah. soda. <laughs> I use soda. And I use either and or neither and either and things like that. So I sound more pretentious. <laughs> Mike says tomato. tomato. I do not say tomato or potato. <laughs> potato. I never really train start, myself on those. When I start traveling a lot for business, you know, every region has its own name for fizzy drinks, and but I discovered that everybody knows what soda is, so I just start calling it soda. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. You're down somewhere, and it's just like. It's everything's Coke, even if you're asking yeah, exactly. for yeah. Yeah. a Mountain Dew, you're asking for a Mountain Dew Coke mm-hmm. or hey, a cold yeah. drink or uh a... I just go with beer. Let me get a Bud Light. <laughs> Nick, what do you got right now? Oh, I got Grand Armory Mother Schmuckers. 
I one, have, one of our favorite breweries. Yeah, I say we've been there. We've enjoyed ourselves. I have Dewclaw Brewing out of uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Strawberry letter 23. It is a strawberry hopped sour. Sounds great. Really excited for that one. And uh, <clears throat> I have an untitled art um, by Three Sons Brewing out of Florida. Mexican style chocolate it's a cream stout. Um, the really cool thing I'll tell you is apparently it has brownie and milk sugar, not brownie comma, <laughs> but really, really excited. Um, excited for those two. So, but I'm going to start out with this uh, Mother Schmuckers and uh, it's a raspberry blonde. We like raspberry blondes. Yes. So my wife bought me this. I had seen this in Chicago and she found it at Horrocks down in uh, Battle yeah. Creek. It's a peanut butter chocolate milk stout from Lost Coast Brewery, which is in California. It's delicious. Mm, yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, Mike bought me this, oh, a you. Cider Boys grape stamp, apple grape hard cider, which is also very delicious. Yeah. And then if I'm feeling bold from Grand Armory, I bought this for myself, a blurry lime, or blurred limes. Yeah. So you could have had the Samuel Smith. I mean, I would. I could have. I mean, we have two left, but I decided to leave that Samuel Smith for when you're up. There is more episodes coming, so can't drink them all in one day. We Samuel Smith order was like delicious. It was delicious. Well, again, they have the best chocolate stout. They do, and it's organic. Who has the best chocolate stout? Samuel Smith. Hmm. All right, it's an organic chocolate stout, and it is delicious. I have to give this a good old college try. So, we're going to fight tonight. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Elon Musk and... Mike Tyson. And, oh, yeah, he beat the shit out of that guy on the plane. We'll talk about him in a minute. <laughs> um, Jeff Bezos, uh, trickle-down economics, all all the stuff that has the U.S. in the shit can right now. Um, if you believe we're in the shit can right now. Uh, yeah, Tyson beat the shit out of that kid. Yeah. Here's an idea. If you're on a plane and you're sitting behind Mike Tyson, don't fuck with him. Yeah, yeah. throw a water bottle at him. He's going to whoop your ass. I, I would. I, I don't think it's either any, even just Mike Tyson. I think if it's somebody I know is like a professional, like boxer or mixed martial artist, I don't care if they're, you know, you know, Anderson Spider Silva, who's like, you know, 100 pounds lighter than me. I'm still not going to fuck with him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess of people, it's not going to be the hardest hitting person recorded in history that i'm fucking with like you know you know what pissed me off the most is the fact that the guy didn't seem to get knocked out yeah like i was disappointed i was like man mike was punching from beyond a seat yeah Yeah. but still i just i really wanted to see like a face go like straight into a window or something he probably didn't have he didn't have the right uh angle for a good upper yeah, I sent Jim a text. He goes, Yeah, I flew with somebody that Tyson beat the shit out of. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Holy her, her name was Robin Givens. <laughs> true story. Yeah. True story. That's a, it's never a good one. No. It's never a good story no. you want at all. No, don't, don't beat up your wife, girlfriend, or anything yeah. like that. That's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> so, because we like to talk current events here. So, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Nope, bought it. Uh-huh. It st- it hasn't gone through yet. It'll yeah. take Tra- months. Transaction has not completed. Um, and I know Nick loves that because he loves Elon Musk. Um, yeah. I am not an Elon 
Elon Musk fan. It's too bad. Um, I, I, I have, I have big issues with him running around talking about how self-made he is when, you know, he got the money out of daddy's blood diamonds. Did you, so one of my favorite, uh, quotes is from, uh, Elon's dad and it says there was one point in our life where we had so much money, we couldn't close the safe. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought his name's quote was Sieg Heil. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, hey, when you want to call yourself self-made, that's okay, right? Like, doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean so. So I'm driving here, and Dawn goes, "Yeah, it's like that Kim Kardashian quote where she goes, well, you know, if you own a business, all you have to do is just get up off your ass and work.'" And she goes, "Who is she to talk about, you know, working?" And I'm like, "You know, well, it's not like her dad was a rich lawyer and gave her shit." Yeah. It's true. So, you know, I, I would love to get my money the old-fashioned way, inheritance. Well, but my family doesn't have shit, so. I, yep. know, I know that Nick and I disagree heavily on what they do with their money. Um, so Musk, for example, sat there and, you know, took a lot of heat for people saying, you know, he could just give $6 billion. I want to say that's the number. I could be wrong. And end world hunger. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, if the UN gave me a detailed plan, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. And then they turned around and gave him a detailed plan. And instead he bought Twitter. Because, yep. you know, I'm, he's not going to put his money where his mouth is. Why the fuck would he do that? Well, now he's putting his money where his fingers are. Yeah. And, and why exactly? Because you can reach a million people. And they're going to buy no, more so cars. So he can let people like Trump and Tucker Carlson and all back on Twitter. Yeah to push their bullshit agenda Mm -hmm. again you know we're going to talk about the u.s and the state of the economy and such here and and you know when we look at things um who benefits if a rich person owns a popular social media site okay it's definitely not going to be us no I mean, it would be out of this so far, it'd be the conservatives so they don't have things blocked as much. Correct. And what are they afraid of getting blocked? Is it, you know, peer-reviewed science documents? Is it, you know, uh, uh, bipartisan article or or something of that nature? Or is it bullshit? Uh, I mean depending on who you ask right if you ask them it's the truth and that's all it's about and if you ask us it's you know a bunch of bullshit that they randomly decided they want to throw out there right well, one of the reasons I, I asked jim to come was because you know jim is a a lapsed we're gonna say lapsed because i'm kind of a lapsed catholic even though i never really was a practicing catholic he's a lapsed republican i think you I, 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 like call myself, republican. I, I call myself a uh Political reprobate and recovering Republican. So, I mean, you know, he has a a good handle on where the conservatives were and and kind of where they're going. And uh, am I correct? Reagan fan? Yeah, for the most part. So, and I mean, I I am very not a Reagan fan. Who's not a Reagan fan? How are you not a Reagan fan? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I wasn't even around Um, for the Reagan administration. I I know you weren't. You You were born like... Was it 88? Yeah. So, yeah, you were born as he was going bye-bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I thought this would give a, a good a good mix because Mike and I very much believe kind of the same. Uh, Nick is very much pro billionaire, and Jim is you know a Reagan fan who is a recovering Republican, and and we have some different diversity here. So I think that makes for a good conversation. Well, I also have a, a little bit of a background in political science, right? Kind of studied a little bit. Um, yeah, worked on a presidential election, campaign. Like that, yeah. I did. So you know, we've had Jim in for for the election episodes as well as you know, money windfall and other stuff because Jim's right. smart. Right. Jim right. is one of the people that <laughs> intimidates me with his brain because he's very smart. Wow. <clears throat> What's one plus one? So you got me, bud. So you could have just said an answer. I'm like, all right. His uh, wife is way more intimidating. Yeah. She scares the hell out of me. Way smarter. So, um, no, I mean, right. We go back to okay. So the funny thing is, is the purchase of Twitter. I look at it and say, I don't care. Again, it's not my money. I really don't care. I was really hoping that he they wouldn't sell to him, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he would sell his stocks, and then everybody would do the. Um, oh gosh, GameStop thing again. Right? Yeah. So that way it would just raised the price. I'm like, this is all because I'm going to jump on this one. And uh, it didn't happen. So, um, oh, Tesla stock dropped a lot today. Well, yeah. I mean, they just took $44 billion out of Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I think, you know, again, it's not my money. I don't really care where the hell you spend your money on. If it fails, it's on you. If it succeeds, it's on you. Good job. So, well, see, I think the thing that bothers me still is, you know, when we look at the percentage of their pay that they push towards taxes, yeah, that's a lower percentage than I do. Yeah. You know, I'm paying 22%, let's say, and they're paying like 10. I mean, depending. And I'm sitting there looking at that going, you know, I'm, I make, you know, between my wife and I, let's say 110. Oof. And... I'm paying 22% of that, mm-hmm. which I'm fine to pay. That does not bother me. And they're making, you know, let's say $5 billion, And they're paying 10% of that. How do you figure? What do you mean, how do I figure? How do you figure they're only paying 10%? <clears throat> it's a guesstimate. But, I mean. With a lot of these people, when you look at the taxes, yes, they pay taxes. But it's at a much lower percentage than what? the middle class pays the middle class is paying the majority of this Mm -hmm. i mean i i I know where you're going right Uh but when you look at the actual numbers and and the amount of taxes paid they pay more in taxes more dollars yes correct right now percentage wise sure i mean you know the write-offs are there right so i mean every time your wife buys a van that's a write-off right so sure you're you're 22% 22% is no longer there, right? So, I mean, you paid 20% in taxes, you know? And so then, you know, the, the middle class should be pissed at you as a business owner because you got a write-off, right? Just as much as me putting in a fucking driveway for my tenants to, you know, like, uh, sure, I, I paid less. But so the idea is, is, you know, you would hope that everything that you buy grows and develops your business, right? Just as much as Musk, right? Everything grows and buys should develop more jobs i mean in theory he didn't create any new jobs yet right Mm -hmm. granted supposedly getting rid of everybody which now he's cost a bunch of people jobs 
And now he's going to, you know, he's going to have to go in and um, fill new jobs. Hopefully he pays a shit ton more. Right. Well, and, you know, looking at it just from that perspective for a minute. Okay. So whether you're costing people jobs or, or creating new jobs, us as an example, yeah. you know, we have 10, 12 people on staff here, so we're making them money. Um, but when we look at it, we're paying into the system. Now, I'd be okay paying more into the system if I was actually getting something out of it. So let's go to the thing that everybody wants to talk about, which is healthcare. Okay. What does healthcare cost? Let's say a small business. So if I was to get a plan for break room therapy, ideas on what it might cost? I mean, depending on the year, right? Because right now I know businesses are getting the COVID money. You're getting the grants and things like that. Yeah, we're not so getting any of that. You could, you could apply. Yeah, we're not eligible for most of that. Why? Because we're not, we're just not. I'm going to say, um, we got the PPP and we had to pay every dime back. We're one of the companies that was deemed that they just had to pay it back. Fuck them. Nice. Um, so, I mean, honestly, you're looking at uh, 10 employees. I mean, if you did a t- less than 25, $7,000 a month, right, for, for insurance. So, per employee, you're looking at at least a grand a month. Yeah, I see. In, in premiums. Yeah. For a shit plan. So you're looking at $10,000 a month. Okay, let's say I'm just going to throw out random numbers here. They mean nothing. Let's say we make 15 in a month. Sure. If we turn around and spend $10,000 on health insurance premiums, nobody's getting paid. So, I mean, what you're saying is that businesses pay a lot of money for their employees right i mean so there's a value in that they do but should they should they what should they should they have to bear the cost of health insurance or i don't know what else is out there health insurance i mean you know i don't i don't know should they have to no but that's a perk and a benefit right so then don't get mad when a, an employee chooses to work at a company that does that. But again, how many, com- how many countries decide that, Hey, health insurance, that's a, that's a big benefit here. It's crazy. Right. I mean, yeah. How many, not many, this is it. This, uh, I mean, other really tiny countries, yeah. but no other industrial nation sits there and goes, yeah. Hey, by the way, we're going to hire you at 15 bucks an hour, but we're also going to give you health insurance and you're going to pay 200 bucks a paycheck for that. I get that. But like, so I was having this conversation uh, with my mentor, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Very Republican guy. You used to be so complete opposite of what you did. It's very fun. Um, So the idea is, excuse me. um, Right. Like if we, if we had, you know, um, insurance for everybody, right. Mm -hmm. Global healthcare, you know, national, um, you wouldn't have the doctors that we have, right? You wouldn't have the surgeons that we, you wouldn't have the best of the best to be able to do these things. People say that. That's a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Uh, go ask any fucking doctor if they're going to take a 90% pay cut. 
so you're telling me that in Canada or in Germany or in the UK, they have shitty doctors. They have okay. I mean, they have okay doctors, right? I don't know. I don't know about you, but like, if I'm going to have open heart surgery, who do you want to work on it? You want the guy that like, you know, is in Germany or do you want the guy who's guaranteed and has saved every life but one? Yeah, I don't think you're getting that with most of the people you get. I would here. agree with most, but and like, how do you, Nick? How do you know those people aren't in Germany too? Because there's between everything else you get in Germany besides all of this. I mean, there are probably doctors who are like, I like working in Germany. I may only get paid half of what you get paid in the United States, but I've guaranteed, you know, so much money in terms of, you know. other benefit like time off you know i can take a month off over the summer and but let's go on that for a minute so your doctor in germany how much is your student loan debt zero dollars zero dollars right Mm -hmm. so you're not sitting there working to pay off all these student loans sure but i mean now we're going into a whole nother thing right we're not talking is it really another thing yeah i mean that that's literally right i mean we're talking about student loans we're talking about health care we're talking about right but I mean, doesn't all of it really kind of mash in together i mean everything's free money that's trying to give away i guess but and, like and in other countries here, i mean here sorry yeah. income is still great you know factory worker doesn't get paid what a doctor is going to get paid in germany sure because they realize it requires more skill it requires more education but yeah you may not there may be a ceiling you may only be able to get Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. whereas you know you can make maybe five million here. But like I said, if you're not, if you're paying a flat rate in tax, and it's not gonna, you know, change depending on you know if you make more money or less money. And I, I can see doctors happily living. I mean, to me, it's more the people who go to, you know, the Bahamas or Jamaica to get their medical degree because they can't get into medical school here. That I would be worried about. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, just in general, like, I mean, the, the, how specific you can get here. And some of it's not even covered by healthcare, right? But like. And that's so- a problem. You can't, certain specialists, you don't get, your insurance doesn't. Cover. Yeah. I, and and I, that's crap. <laughs> I, say, I, think I think it's absolute crap. But I also understand, right? Like, if you want that go get it right i mean charge what the hell you want i mean i also i'm the first first person to get pissed off by uh, by the price of insulin or uh the EpiPen, right <laughs> like well and i know jim wants to say something because he's over here chomping the bit. i'm gonna yeah. let him say something after a second here so we're, i'm at practice today and we're talking about peanut butter mm-hmm. and one of the girls goes i don't care if i'm allergic to peanut butter i totally would still eat it and i'm like so you'd risk dying no, I'm just getting an EpiPen. I don't care that they're expensive because I don't have to pay for it. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, okay. Anyways, Jim, you, I know you want to say something. Well, what I was going to say is I think when we start talking about um, you know tax policy and, and um, health care and things like that, so so what we're really talking about is, is uh, oh, no. what we, you know, we're talking about the amount of paying taxes, middle class versus yep. the extremely wealthy, we're talking about what the benefit that our society gets from that, right? And that's when we start talking about things like healthcare, yes. and so on, right? So, it, it, and I think, first of all, I think there's a little bit of a skewed perspective, or, or uh, um, in terms of what other what healthcare is like in other countries and what doctors make and things like that. Do they make as much money as they do in the United States? 
they probably don't. And in some places, I think there's probably it's probably closer to parity. But if you take some place like Denmark or the UK or or whatever, um, there's there, I, I think looking at doctor pay is probably not the right that's that's probably not the right variable, right? Because as David is saying, they don't have um, typically they don't have any any kind of you know debt to pay off from from being trained as a physician. Now, do you have the same opportunities to do that sort of thing? Um, not, not necessarily, right? They're like in, in, in the free market, you can. Um, you know, if, if even if you weren't the, the best student in school um, in early years, because that's really when um, in most European uh, educational systems, that's when those things are identified, right? You, you, you basically you, you take examinations, and if you, um, it, you know, like like we used to take those um, um, aptitude tests, right? Mm -hmm. If you have an aptitude for something like medicine, then the governments, you know, those governments, those countries are going to put the put the investment into your training. If you have an aptitude for something else, that's what they're going to that's what they're going to support. They're not they're not throwing bad money, right? After yes. these things, right? Yeah. So that's that's a decision they make. It's much less individualistic. But I, I don't think doctor pay is really the right the right measure because um, they're getting paid essentially a fixed amount, right? But they don't have a lot of the overhead mm -hmm. that doctors in this country have, right? So you think about, you know, doctors make a lot in fees in the United States. I know several physicians. Um, one's an eye cutter in California, the other one's an internist in Florida, and I know I know some other others around the country who are at the, kind of the top of their game, right? One of the best um, uh, ophthalmic surgeons uh, in the country, and he's thinking about getting out of medicine because of the fact that you know of, he's probably and i'm just making this up he's probably charging several hundred dollars an hour for his services and he's realizing between 100 and dollars in income mm -hmm. and the reason for that is he's got that he's got malpractice insurance um doctors in other countries and other industrialized countries don't have to pay that right he's got um he's got uh, uh he's also a crap ton of student debt he's still paying off he's almost money he's almost almost 50 years old he's still paying off you know student debt sure and he's got overhead for his business right because he's you know he's, he's he's in private practice and he's got to pay all you know his employees and everything like that so by the time you you, you reduce all those fees down to you know that amount, he's he's probably not making that much more if at all than a, a comparable a physician overseas i would agree with that. like uk or whatever and there's just all the headache on top of that right uh, marketing and you know things like that right so so in, in other countries, doctors, for the most part, it's not universally true. Um, they, there's some sort of business aspect to their practices, but typically they're, they're seeing patients. In the United States, they're, for, for the most part, again, not universally true, they're running a business and seeing patients, sure. right? So it's really not an apples to apples comparison. And I think where you really need to look at the impact of, say, nationalized healthcare in the United States is, is what would that do to uh, R&D? in devices and treatment and pharmaceuticals and things like that because that's where it'd go it'd go horribly up. down well it, and that's that's why i think, I think, it, would, the real I think it would stay the, the the need for it would be a but it would just be less probably expensive because again you know because medicine at this point is a for-profit business drug development becomes a for whereas i think if you get into that you know government you know universal health care you know it's still for profit i mean they're still like the company owns sites in mm -hmm. france and germany and denmark and holland and or, you know netherlands i should say not holland the uk you know i mean it's still for profit but it's just you know like i said it's different because you know there's limits you know they're basically like 
you know, we still expect these things to be done, but it's still understood that, you know, you have to develop. Cause I mean, there's always gonna be a need cause there's always gonna be new diseases and other things coming out and things that have to be treated. But I think you, I think your biggest point was the fact that they don't need um, malpractice insurance. So they don't, maybe don't need as much because with, with the malpractice insurance is basically for it. So they don't lose their shirt if they make a mistake. Well, when there's government run healthcare, you know, and people aren't paying an arm and a leg and needing to sue if they end up, you know, having something bad happen, you know, you don't need that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's definitely a skewed incentive system, right? And, and, and I don't have the answer to what would happen with R&D um, in, in pharmaceuticals in particular or in, say devices and diagnostics, but it would be a different model, right? And I can tell you that the United States is the leader in, in R&D in those areas. So does yeah. it happen in other countries? Absolutely. A lot of that's funded by American companies though, right? They're all just a ton of pharmaceutical startups, for example. I work with some of them. Um, particularly in the Boston area that, you know, they're funding these companies and, you know, buying these companies and stuff that are overseas that are doing the raw research, but it's, it's turning those into, into um, usable products, right. That and doing, conducting the trials and things like that. Does that happen overseas? Yes. But, but buying, you know, the, the vast majority of it, well, I would say the vast majority of it, the majority of it's happening in the United States. Well, so, minus, minus a lot of the gene therapy and other <laughs> companies. I mean, all the big giant pharmaceutical companies at this point are ones that started outside of the United States and they've bought their way into the United States. Right, right. Well, I want to get into the research and development in a minute here, but but let's talk about charges in the the medical field for just a minute, because I had a procedure done this year and I looked at my itemized bill and it kind of pisses me off a little bit. So masks, I had to wear a mask. You know, they charged me $16.66 for that fucking mask. Fucking paper mask. Mm-hmm. I go, I got some downstairs. They were a dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got charged $16.66. Got to pay everybody. Yep. And I got pissed about that. And Don goes, oh, so you didn't see what they charged you for a pillow? And I went, <laughs> what? Anybody want to guess what I was charged for a pillow? 43. 65. Honestly, you're all way off. It was $22.36. Okay, wow. But still, $22 for a fucking pillow? Did you get to keep it? No. It's, no, especially since they're going to wash it. Yeah. yeah reuse yeah. it. So you basically Correct. rented a pillow. I rented a not, pillow yeah, for $22. Okay. Right. It's not bad. They also gave me pants for $5.56 to wear. Wait, how the fuck is pants cheaper than a mask? Asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> I, I can tell you one acetaminophen tab 500 milligrams so one 500 milligram Tylenol oh, ibuprofen for $17.90 no it was $2.25 that's, that's really cheap it is pretty cheap but one yeah because I got pissed about that yeah because of course they you usually charge you, yeah oh yeah so I mean you know when you look at these charges it's like give me a fucking break yeah. well oh my gosh so I sent you a TikTok yeah, with my daughter's that, right? recent. I'm oh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. You know, ER visit. Yeah, I got my bill from Branson. You know what insurance is it covering is about six hundred seventy-five dollars, and then all of a sudden I get another bill, and it's from. I, it must be whatever doctor was working in the ER works from like some separate oh, yeah. company that's sure. not Branson. Yeah. 
So that's another two hundred fifty dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I shared with you like top CEOs. Yeah, right? and what is it? Number two and three are both uh, the CEOs for GoodRx, right? Making five hundred million dollars. Yeah, a year plus like net worth, you know, or like no compensation over like $2 million or something a year net worth, just some stupid thing. It's just stupid. Um, but right. That's a company that shops around to see what the cheapest medicine is, but for some reason they can't put it all into these hospitals. <laughs> well, you know, when we talked about research and development and, and, you know, one of the reasons I hate Reagan so much is, is the AIDS epidemic, you know, poorly managed. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically ignored it because it was gay people and who gives a shit if they die. Um, so who figured out what caused AIDS? The green monkey. It was not a green monkey. It was the French. Yep. France figured it out. Huh. Yeah, no clue. Yeah. Let's see. Let's so, you know, we do have some of the best people, but that doesn't mean other countries can't, you know, do sure, the right. same type of stuff. Well, you look at it, you look at Nobel Prizes in medicine and physiology. They're not always American researchers. They're often researchers around the world because, again, it's not just a matter of who can make the most expensive drugs or whatever. It's about who can find something that nobody else has found. Right. Things like that. But there's a Finding difference what between that, you know the virus that causes you know AIDS and how it works. There's a difference between discovery and making something into a product, right? That's yep. where I think, you know, so much of the, uh, the effort comes. But there's just a few things, right? Like there's things that we just need to decide as a society, right? In terms of priorities and things like that. And one of those things is, you know, what are we going to do about healthcare? Is it is it a universal right? You know, because a lot of people will argue that that it's not, right? And that's kind of more like the conservative position that healthcare is not a universal right. Um, you know, the, our rights are enumerated in the constitution, even though the constitution specifically says that there are other rights, you know, endowed uh, to us that are not specified there, uh, people make that argument, which I, th- I think is fallacious. But, but so I, I just think that, you know, that we're trying to figure out in this country what to do about our democracy and things like that. Um, but there's always been this sort of, um, um, you know, sort of laissez-faire approach to economics, right? And, um, and people have a strong financial incentive in the United States, right? Because you get to, you still do get to keep most of your money, even if it's, even if it's, you know, whether it's 22% or 10% or 5% or $750, you get to keep most of it and do what you want to with it. And so that's a strong incentive, right? But there are other incentives. And I think that, um, that, that what's happened though, particularly in the last 30 years or so is, is we, you, you, I think what we're, what we're really talking about here when we talk about the billionaires and stuff like that, right, is income disparity. And it's, and it's this upward movement. And that's one of the things I really don't like about Reagan, right, mm-hmm. was the fact that that's kind of all started um, in the Reagan administration was this big divide between, um, you know, the, one of the metrics that people like to throw around is, you know, the, the amount that an average worker makes versus what the CEO makes, right? And I think back in the day, I, and I'm just making these numbers up. I don't know about that in my head, but it's something like 35 to one. And now it's something like, you know, 350 to one or a thousand to one or something like that. Right. And so, so I guess the question is, is it, do, do we as a society value unfettered, um, you know, uh, uh, disparity like that? It, 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 is it really up? Is it truly a value to, for people to be able to make whatever they want to or whatever they can to the detriment of the rest of our society? 
is it to the rest of the society? I mean, yeah. the answer always is no. But um, again, another TikTok I shared with you, I'm pretty sure, was um, the average CEO right now has gotten, and I don't know the number, 27 or 37% raise, right? Yeah. And the average worker is getting a 4% raise, right? Mm-hmm. Which is huge. Like four percent is fucking great. But that's how the disparity has happened. I right, mean, right. if it was, but it's, if everyone was getting the same size raise, yeah, you know, from go from thirty-five to one to you know nearly a thousand to one, it would still be thirty-five to one, maybe fifty to one. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I like to fight about damn price. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, right. So yeah, we we had that we had that conversation. We have had that conversation, and you know, I like what he does because he starts people out at seventy grand. Yep. But it's not like they stay at 70 grand. Sure. And again, part of the reason why if you start somebody off at a good salary, I don't make 70 grand, mind you. Sure. Um, if you start somebody off at a good salary like that, it takes pressure off of them to have to worry about where their rent's coming from, whether they'll have enough to have a family, you know, the normal day-to-day issues that everyday Americans have because again you know I I sent you a thing one day that said you know this is the average price of a home in America and you're like well it's two hundred thousand dollars more so you know obviously it's better sure yeah that means it takes all of the shit places that cost five grand Mm -hmm. and combines them with all the places that cost 15 million yeah you know I an average, it depends on what you're looking at for an average house. You know, when I bought a double wide, it cost me 20 grand. Yeah, it's crazy. Look at a double wide now. Yeah, it's 70, 80,000 dollars they want. And they're yeah, the lot rent for like 700. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I, I saw that. I think you commented on it on the Grand Rapids sale well, page. Maybe they're not depreciating assets yeah. that they're going up. Yeah, I see does great but again he doesn't own a big business he could have a thousand employees mm-hmm. and do what he does i mean right. he could well yeah if you could scale yeah up, but right i i guess he could but still it's he would have to figure out some way to make a ton of money or just not take so any money should he be out. rewarded for that what? what do you mean if, if he if he scaled it up and did it right. Everybody got seventy thousand. Should he should he take more money or should he give it back to the employees? It depends on how he wants to run his business. Oh, okay. Point. So now it, now it's up to the business owner. That's oh, that's oh, the society okay. we have. <laughs> right. That's exactly but, it. Right. But, that's the society. But is it really okay? We talk we talk about Twitter at the beginning. Yes, he's taking some money from his company, but he's also worth enough money where he could just take it out of his own pocket. Who's this? Twitter. He should not be, you know, ruining, you know, the retirements of people at that work at Tesla because he wants to buy Twitter. But does he have that money? Is he really liquid in that way? Because I'm guessing he's not. Probably not. But still, I mean, that's kind of, if he's doing that and he's pulling, you know, like I said, there's probably a lot of people at Tesla who are now losing a bunch of money because the stock just dropped. Yes. Yeah. But you and I both talk about this all the time. Like to tell me that a stock dropped is that uh, sucks for you, right? Like well, that's also it's only... also expected during any acquisition, right? Yeah, right. company stock always goes down. And so. you know, it yeah. only matters if you sell, right? right? Like if you're the person that like you know freaks out. You yeah, know, say you know yeah. if you... how much. What, are if, your stocks what if you're like? What if you're on the verge of retirement? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the people the facts. Yes. Sure. Yeah. You feel bad for them, but like, okay, then, I mean, right. That's where the asshole Nick comes into play. Okay. Congrats. <clears throat> you had X amount of stock. Okay. Let's say you're the CFO and you're going to retire and you have a crap ton in the stock there. Do you feel bad for this guy? Right. I mean, he makes $50 million a year. He has $40 million in stocks and now it's worth 30 million. Do you feel bad for him? Not that guy, but a, you okay. know, a middle manager who maybe only makes a hundred grand a year, but maybe similarly still had, and, you know, 50% and his problem, of their retirement in stocks. 50, 50% of it all into, all into Tesla. What does that tell you? He's undereducated and didn't diversify, right? It's, it's not my yes, problem. I mean, well, you, you don't know. Maybe it's really worth having, you know, stock options and stuff in that group. You don't work there. You don't know what they're. Well, I'm just saying, like, it, okay, so normally if you get, and that's what I'm saying, if you get options, do you feel bad for the person, whatever? But like every company, right? If you're offered stock, you get at least a 15% discount on the stock. Uh, Tesla, I don't know if it even dropped 15 points yeah. or 15% on that thing. Um, but right, so like you, you still made money, right? It's like a 401k losing money. Yeah, okay, it sucks to lose it, but. 90% of the time, so, it's, a, it's a 3% match. So we have a comment here from uh, West Michigan Investor that says, yeah. welcome to 2008. And I, I will honestly <laughs> say, welcome to 1980. Right. Because 1980 was the beginning of screw retirement, honestly. Because, you know, we went from, if you make more than $10 million, everything over $10 million is taxed at 90% so that, you know, we can offer these social services to average Americans. And it went down, you know, to like 32%, let's say. And also pensions started slowly dwindling. What's a pension? (laughs) Right. Until they absolutely went away. And then the one I love the most is that's when Social Security started getting taxed. Sure. So we're going to tax Social Security now because I know you already paid taxes on this money, but we want more of your money. It's income again, all of a sudden. Correct. Yeah. So Social Security is what brought the end of pensions, is because once there was this thing that you could, oh, but the government will give you money when you Actually, retire. We don't have to I, give I, you money anymore. I disagree with that. I think it's four hundred one ks that brought the end of pensions, but it was the beginning of the end of it. Was certainly um, that idea that there was a, so, a social safety net, right? But uh, I mean, keep in mind that. It's really been the last 30, I guess 40 years now, I have to say, because I can't keep track of time, right? But it's really been the last 40 years, going back to around 1980 and somewhat before that, actually, before Reagan came along, that um, that, that this sort of idea of this of this income disparity has been happening. It's not, and, and I talk about income disparity, I'm not talking about it's like, you know, um, in the sense that, that, you know, people who invest their time and money don't reserve or don't deserve or, or, or don't, you know, it's, it's, it, that it's somehow unfair that they're, return, that they're earning some sort of return on their time and, and, and money and so forth. It's the idea that, um, you know, there's, there's kind of, you know, we, we put regulations in place or not put regulations in place, remove regulations and essentially um, provide that kind of, that sort of, um, I would, for lack of a better term, that comfort level, David, I think that you're talking about before, right? It takes the pressure off of people yes. to not have to worry about where every dime's coming from. And really what's happened is, um, I, I, God, I disagree with that so but, much. No. It, okay. But, 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 but realistic, I mean, factually speaking, what's happened is that the real price of labor, the real, the um, labor in real terms, has been decreasing steadily since the middle 1970s in the United States. Yes. Uh, and the reason sorry, for that. One more time. What, what? Income 
income for labor. Okay. In real terms for just like work a day, like, you know, not, not, not through investment or anything like that. People who earn a wage or a salary yep. income has been decreasing in real terms since the middle 1970s. Okay. Sure. And the reason for that is that the regulations that came about during the Republican administration of like Dwight Eisenhower and so forth after World War II, there was a strong partnership between between government and business, right? And it was basically a regular, a, a regular. I won't say a partnership. There was a there was a relationship between government and business that was strongly regulatory, right? That's where we got the ninety percent mm-hmm. marginal tax rates, and and not only that, not only on individuals over a certain threshold, but on businesses, right? The, the tax rates were higher, and so on. And then this whole idea of supply side economics came along, right? That's what Reagan sold, but but instead of but regardless of the macro effects of that, right? We can talk about the fact that, that that had sort of the opposite effect. In real terms, what's happened is, is that not just in terms of wages, but in terms of overall cost of living, American workers, middle-class, lower-class workers, people, you know, people barely getting by, scraping by paycheck to paycheck, all the way, you know, I'd say whatever we wanted to define as, as truly middle-class or even upper-middle-class are getting pinched from every direction right it's not just this it's not just salaries but it's it's the benefits that they're expecting you know additional benefit cost benefits things like education right crazy uh, uh, education gone up uh, college education in particular has just gone up crazy amounts right and way outpacing inflation over the last 30 or 40 years right and it's those kinds of things the things that people think that they need to do or the things that they actually need to do in order to sort of realize the american dream they're being sold a bill of goods i i agree right but like and, 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 I, and what that's resulting is, is is this crazy disparity. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest, the, the you know, the, I, the biggest measure of that. I, I know I shouldn't, um, you know, talk about this, but uh, somebody very very close to me, um, in their in their job, uh, let's say it's it's in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Okay, they just lost forty five employees mm-hmm. in the medical field. Right, they all got fired. So yep. there was a restructure. Okay. You have the field that is the number one most overworked mm-hmm. in the industry. Like they can't find people sure. and they fire 45 fucking mm-hmm. people, all managers and above type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, right. So now you talk about greedy and so now this person, this person gets a, a text. Hey, um, yeah, we're kind of overstaffed. You know, why don't you uh, not come in or, you know, Hey, we should, we got, we got to start watching staffing. And mm-hmm. my response is fuck that. Yep. that's when you go in right yep. you overstaff the shit out of it. you show them hey you didn't save any money yep. you're just being exactly. greedy like yep. here you go oh well you know they sent me home early fuck you like i am here i am working i am doing i'm doing 90 hours now right because yep. i'm so understaffed because you just got rid of 45 people exactly. i don't care if you got rid of one from my department yep. i am the most overworked person you've yep. ever met like i am i am flamboyantly literally just going oh god i can't yep. take this right. right because i'm gonna prove to you like for the longest time you guys have been doing okay nothing has changed and you you've been given so much free fucking money right so from everything you think i'm gonna tolerate that shit like that's what pisses me off in this world right and the problem is when i tell this person i'm like hey you're being the problem because now what people do is they they go oh crap like i don't want to lose my job right Mm -hmm. because they think that they're pennies that they make like it's something and it's like no 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 you need to you need to be the power you need to be the people you need to get out there and like prove to them that like they fucking mean nothing to you right like you are an employee 
just as much as they're your employer and right. they need to pay you, right? Exactly. Hey, you get rid of 45 people. You know what the fuck that means? Daddy gets a raise. Yep. Like, you now well, have, tell me you don't have the fucking money. I know you just made these cuts. All right. And, <laughs> like, and, well, that's the other thing you know, that I mentioned in terms of variables and things that have changed since, you know, say, like this middle 70s or whatever. The other thing is productivity, right? Yeah. Worker productivity just continues to go up and up and up. And part of that's because of technology, is right? It? But the promise was mm-hmm. always, you know, in terms of living the American dream, yeah. you know, it was the George Jetson thing, right? I think in the Jetsons, he went to work twice a week or something yeah. for three hours. And, yeah. You know, but the idea was there'd be all this automation. Mm-hmm. workers could you know still make a, a a decent living but now what what and and this is gets back to, to sort of that dissolution of the of the relationship between um, the regulatory relationship between government and business that existed back in the you know in the post-world war ii era now that's all you know all that's falling apart employers can do whatever they want and they can get away with shit like that. here's a true story uh-huh. okay we just went to milwaukee again which i absolutely love i used to drink pbr like a fucking fish <laughs> um you still do no, not like a fish, but I still drink PBR. Okay, so back in the day, right, when PBR was pretty big, there used to be a job. The guy would walk in, he would dump into the hopper lids, right, to top every single beer. Mm-hmm. He would then go take a seven-hour break, basically, sit around. All he would do all lunch, drink beer. Mm-hmm. They, it was all the free beer he could sure. have. Yep. And then all of a sudden, by the end of his shift, he'd go dump a hopper, right? And he got paid for the entire thing. Yep. And I, I said... Hey, do they still have that job? And they laugh, right? And they're like, no. I was like, that's exactly the problem, right? You used to have a job that people wanted, they desired. Yes. They, like, come on, tell me, given the opportunity, you boys wouldn't sit here and be like, fuck, I'll play on my phone and drink beer all day. And all yeah. I have to do is sit here and work twice, yeah. 50 pounds twice over my head. I think I can do this, right? But like, the problem is, is people have let people take their job. People exactly. have, they, they said, hey, you know, this is what it is. And I get technology. Like, uh-huh. and, and I think that's what I'm so passionate about is the fact that like, I try to tell you guys, it takes the small person Mm -hmm. to make this thing huge, right? Because everybody has to stand up and go, you literally just fired 45 Mm -hmm. people, people I cared about, people who Mm -hmm. I thought had great things. And that's, I hate unions. (laughs) I think the fucking, you know, I'm not a union guy, chief, right? Um, But say like (laughs) union, union to me is like, that's when it comes because stupid money hungry people like that. That's why a union takes effect, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Amazon, right? They pay, they were the first to like introduce fifteen dollars, and then there's a fucking Amazon in what Atlanta that's uh, unionized now. Yeah, and it's like, look what it gets you. I mean, you're gonna sit here and show me billions of dollars in fucking money, and you think I'm gonna sit here and still work for fifteen? Sure. I'm an investor, right? Like I don't have to sit here and deal with that shit. Right. <laughs> like, so, I, so I, I kind of want to segue. Yeah, I'm gonna read that in a minute. I kind of want to segue into the minimum wage thing here a little bit, and. So I read this the other day. Restaurant workers had a minimum wage of $2.13 plus tips in 1991. Restaurant workers have a minimum wage of $2.13 plus tips today. Sorry. $2.13 plus tips. Back in the day? In 91. In 91 and today. uh, In 91, average rent was $600 a month. And today it's $1,600. Sure. So... Again, in Milwaukee, uh, we went to this really awesome brewery. Yeah. I, I want to get to that because that's really awesome and important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we go to this brewery called uh, Broken Bat Brewery. And boom, right there's a sign. Uh, tipping policy. Hey, we're no longer taking tips. Yep. Uh, because because we raised our prices 18%, which is bullshit. You know it was more than that. Uh, 
and that covers it, whatever, right? Because it was a round number. That's how I know yeah. it's not 18%. So, yeah. But I'm a fan of this, right? I, I think every, like, because I'm so tired of this tipping culture. Yeah, I fucking hate this, tipping. And, and Jesus Christ, like, I've never walked into a McDonald's and tipped in my life, and now I got this goddamn scream. You would you like to, you like to tip? tip? Yeah. Well, the fuck, I wouldn't. I didn't want to tip back then. I don't want to tip now. Like, I come to drive through a fast food because I wanted not to talk to you. Right. right. Like, I'm, I'm on my phone going, hey, hold on. I got to order two McChickens, right? Like, all right, back, you know? And then you ask me. So, but right, I, I think that companies should just raise goddamn prices, have the menu be what it is. This is what I pay. Build the goddamn tax into it, right? So I know what I'm so, getting out so of So for thing. let's take McDonald's as a in this yep. example. So you, you buy a McChicken. Yep. What are they like a buck fifty now? Let's uh, just say they're buck fifty. Yeah, no, they're well, depending on which McDonald's you go right. to. I drive the little extra to go to 44th. Okay. Because yeah, they're right. Because they're a little bit less. Yeah. So let's say it's a dollar fifty. Yep. So would you pay two bucks for a McChicken if you knew that you know? They were giving everybody a raise, and you wouldn't get the little sign that said, do you want a tip? Yep. Yep. It's worth my time. So I'll tell you right now, taking McDonald's out of the equation, yeah. is, you know, it's, it's if I If I if I was so, paying $20 for a steak, would I pay $24 for that same steak? Yeah, I picked up Chinese the other day. Yeah. And, of course, it asked for a tip, and you picked it up. I walked into the restaurant and picked it up. Yeah. She handed it to me. Yep. Typically, I'm tipping if, you know... You've got you me brought a me class. a text or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I felt okay. Well, I need to give you at least two dollars because you handed it to me, so I gave him two bucks. Now you're out two bucks. Oh, today, today I, I went to a Ty's joint down in Kalamazoo, and uh, the guy flips the thing over, and he's like, "Oh, I've been in there like three times," and he's starting to know me. And it's a it's a soul food joint, right? Yeah. So I was like, "Man, you got peach cobbler." He's like. Uh, it's a day old man, but I'm gonna give it to you for free because you that's the third time I missed out on you. And I was like, all right, flips it over. Of course, there's my 20% tip. Yep. I'm halfway through my chicken and waffles. Girl walks in, she's like, Hey, do you want a refill on your uh Kool-Aid? And I was like, Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> like, so I get I get a refill. And then all of a sudden, you know, because I've already tipped 20%. Yeah. She's uh I'm picking up my tray and she goes, Oh, I I I'll get that for you and takes it over to the thing. I'm like, God damn it. Like, here I gotta tip more goddamn money out of my pocket, right? And I was like, I ain't coming back. Y'all sucking me into this. Like, but you know, so I threw like three, four bucks back out on the table and I'm going, Man, I just tipped, you know, a full meal, ten dollars worth. Right. <laughs> like we had somebody, but my Kool-Aid was good as hell. <laughs> we had somebody from Canada come in here and they saw our tip chart. Yeah, yeah. It's like I I ever forgot. And they saw our tip jar and they got pissed off because they saw our tip jar and they said something while my wife's up there and she goes, no, no, no. I pay a good salary to be here, but we have people that are like, Hey, here's some extra, give it to your staff. So we were like, tipping is truly supposed to be correct. So we're, she goes, instead of having people need to, you know, seek us out to say, here, give this to your staff. We just stuck that there. If you want to tip them, great. They get the tip. Yeah. As business owners, we're not taking it. The right. only time we have taken a tip is if we're the only people working. Right. So I mean, if Dawn's here working alone and somebody leaves a ten dollar tip, she's taking the ten bucks because nobody else works. She earned that ten dollars. Right. So one of the comments we have here again from West Michigan investor: It costs fifty dollars to start an LLC in Michigan. Anyone can be a CEO, and that's absolutely true. Yeah, but it's. I mean, so I I registered for an LLC. Mm-hmm. For Bucks and Brews. Yeah. So I guess that means I'm the CEO and Nick's my employee. And mm-hmm. we make I'm I, the I think we made I think we made a dollar twenty-five so far doing this podcast. Nice. 
<laughs> oh, dude, come on! Out of our free beers, out of our oh, so seltzers. I hope you're taking. I hope you're taking a dollar fifteen and giving him a dime. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Like the free beers we've. Got. The free beers are pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I will say, so if you're going to pay fifty dollars to get an LLC just to be a CEO, I think you should just pay ten dollars to get business cards just to write CEO because nobody's going to know the difference. So, <laughs> well, again, that goes doing back this all to, wrong, Rook. Does anybody check anything? No, God, I mean, only if you're going for an interview for a job that. Do they check honestly? Sometimes, sometimes Gentex checks. So right? Gentex, that like, you had to have a 3.0 or higher to get a promotion. You had to go to college, like you have a degree. Like they're the everything. And so, like, because I was like, oh, I'll go back to college, and they're like, all right. And I was like, ever talk? As you talk to everybody, like, yeah, they want a 3.0 or higher. And I was like, dog, I, I'm going to college, right? A one point whatever is a passing grade. Like, I just need to, good degrees, right? Factual statement. Like, you know what these are? Great to look at and also paper, right? That's- so, speaking of you know, C's good degrees and and stuff of that nature. Yeah, did you graduate? So, oh, I did. Nice. I wasn't even going into that. I I actually graduated with high honors, so you know, congratulations. Good for me, thank you. Um, you were magna i thought you were going to be summa i'm summa yes, yes. Summa highest honors highest honors so i i was quite happy with that um that so are we cheers to you oh thank you cheers. yeah never never cheers with water cheers. but it's sparkling so it's yeah, okay it's water. It's virtual it's, cheers it's pop cling wow. so cheers i think over the weekend anyway so i don't have to cheer again so Anyway, you... But I was going to say, you know, speaking of, of, you know, do they check? Mm-hmm. You know, Notre Dame once hired a football coach. I want to say his name was George Leary, who had all these things on his resume, and he did none of them. Yeah. Yeah, this was like two or three coaches after Lou Holtz. <laughs> this is a... He did none of them. None of them. But they, congrats. There you go. I, I got to know who this West Michigan investor is. Let's say we're gonna... I, I have to assume it's somebody we know it's got to be um let's say but I, I think you know when when we're talking about wages and where you know spending frivolous money on fucking social media platform or right? going or to space, space. Yeah. doesn't you know it's what oh, at least you guys finally are calling it a car way to go you've grown <laughs> up a little bit <laughs> say right like um that's a fact i did uh say sorry i got real real busy buddy you you figured it out didn't you i I thought that's who it would be but i do have to give this guy a shout out so this this guy shows up at my house um yesterday and uh, he's holding a 12 pack and a and a tall boy and it says mountain dew seltzer on the side he knew his way to your heart (laughs) i was like i was like man i'm really excited but the problem was he wouldn't drink with me so Mm. um he had, he had 50 other people to drop it off to. Here, I thought I was special, but come to find out, he's he's got a million boyfriends out there. <laughs> Say, but um, you know, I, I look at I look at this money, and I I get what you guys are saying, but I I always go back to the fact that if we throw people money, they're mm-hmm. just gonna fucking spend it. Like they will seventy thousand bucks. We talk about damn price. Like, congrats, cool, but like. And that's why I say I disagree so much with this whole, hey, it takes away so, this, but it doesn't because people are so money stupid. Mm-hmm. If I make 140, if both husband and wife work there, 140,000, how much are you paying for that house? 400, 500,000, whatever. It is. Like, 
they're going to go 25%. Well, actually, they're going to go 30% of their income, right? They're going to pay so much for their fucking house. They're going to go out and buy the Tesla. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? My wife got a car. You're right. I should probably have a truck, honey. Oh, that's great. You know, it's, it's the commercials okay. for fuck. It's the commercials for Christmas, right? I, I, oh, I got one. He got one. He's got a brand new truck. I love it. No, I said I love it. Right? And then I, the fucking I matching eyewash. No, they're going to do it. I get what yeah. you're saying. Do you? But mm-hmm. no buts. What churns the economy? Money moving. Right. Money moving. Correct. But it doesn't, though. No, it does. It, it, in theory, yes. No, in no, actuality. Actually yeah. Sure. But when you're overspending money, that's borrowed money that doesn't move. Stupid people will do stupid things. And how many percent, what percent of stupid people live in America that are in debt? Uh, Let's see. I'm an in-debt American. 81 million voted for Trump. I'm an in-debt American, right? Mm -hmm. I'm stupid. All of us are stupid. No, in theory, you're not. We're not talking Dave Ramsey bullshit here, okay? Well, we're not. Fuck yeah. Dave Ramsey. We're not talking Dave Ramsey like, bullshit. Like, like, fuck Joe Biden? I mean, like, physically? I mean, are we talking... I mean, I'm not going to fuck Dave Ramsey, <laughs> but fuck Dave Ramsey. You, you in love with this guy? By the- <laughs> Can I take us on a tangent for a minute? All you, buddy. So, we split yesterday, right? Game-wise. Oh, I thought you and me. I was like... No, no, no. I knew we couldn't see each other anymore. And uh, so, today at practice, I said, hey, what happened? Why did we, you know lose the second game so they actually came up with some really good you know observations i thought it was great and i said all right well i spend the most time in the dugout because i don't go coach bases anymore why it's the best place to be it is but they i need to impose my will on the dugout Mm -hmm. and if i'm in the dugout they stay more engaged at least i feel they stay more engaged so i i was like screw it i'm just not going out there anymore so I'm in the dugout with them all the time. And I, I said, hey, uh, what do you need from me? What do I need to do to help? First answer, one of them looks at me and goes, could have used a couple more curse words. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call Coach Nick real quick. And I went, okay, that's fair. If you need that, just let me know. Because mind you, I went to make a visit to the circle a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was a little pissed off at the umpire because – he was kind of squeezing our pitcher. So I wanted to make him laugh. So I get out there and I said, is he ever going to call a fucking strike? Or are we just going to sit here all day until we throw it right down the middle? And they just busted up laughing. And I don't typically drop the F word on the field. Yeah. But once in a while. And of course, they ratted me out immediately because that's what they do. Of course, these kids. Yeah, but it, it seems that, you know, if, if I drop a curse word here or there, it just kind of charges them up. So I guess I'm going to be cursing a little bit in the dugout tomorrow. <laughs> you want me to, you... But, so they, they yell at you for, they write you off for cursing, but you still get walk-up music that's... I do get walk-up music. <laughs> that's gangster girl? rap. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I go to make a visit to the circle at Holland Christian last week. Yeah. And, uh, I start walking out there and Snoop Dogg starts playing. Heck yeah. I get to the middle of the circle and I go, heard a Christian school and they're playing Snoop. Something's wrong with us, right? One of the girls looks at me and goes, Coach, it's a Christian school. They're always worse than us. And I'm like, Yep, you're right. Snoop D O double G, baby. So, no, I mean, uh, you know, I, now Bezos, what's, what's your problem with Bezos right now? 
Uh, he's launches his ass into space for that's no old, reason. That's old news. What what money has he spent stupidly lately? Well, I haven't heard shit about him exactly. lately, so that's probably good. Because he's poor, because he gave up his company. Good. Yeah, Fuck he, him. He lost his company to his ex-wife who's giving it all away. Good for right? her. Oh, yeah. she is just spending and spending yeah. charitably, and mm-hmm. God love her. I don't even believe in God, but God love her. Well, I was just kind of hoping she was still single and I'm going to step in for a minute. You have a wife. Yeah, but I mean, I can always have two, right? <laughs> I don't know if about that. Utah? Are you in Utah? I, well, I could afford it at that. Uh, Whatever my old lady's going to send me now, <laughs> she got billions. Did you see? I don't think I shared this with you. So there's a TikTok going around of a, a BYU graduate. The gay one? Yes. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah, that was actually really cool. They might take her diploma away from her. Really? Yes. Good for them. Yeah. No, fuck them. That's what I would do. Yep. What, take it away? Are they going to give her all of her money back? Yeah, fuck right. no. Right? Huh. When have you ever seen people give money back? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, sure. that ain't going to happen. Um, That's probably a couple hundred thousand. You're dropping. You dropped the official Bucks and Brews bottle, bottle opener. opener on the ground. Yeah. I'd get it, but that's an awful far. Hey, just so you people know, if you want an official Bucks and Brews bottle opener, you got to find us. Yep, I say, I got to find all mine. They're somewhere. Oh, God. I think Mitten wants to have us in sometime for. They do, yeah. Same I know that uh, Beer Exchange would like to have us down. We got to go on a Sunday. Yep, let's see. We got to get that planned you out. You got to let me know. Yeah. Sunday well, nights, so, I'm available. Let's, uh, you know. Sunday night. So Sunday night, you're available. I'm actually probably available on a probably available yep. on a Sunday. Um, so things new in my life. Yeah, let's hear. It. When I'm vacation, uh, I started coaching my daughter's soccer team. Yes, I yep. saw. Uh, I was gone for the first game, and uh, my amazing team after one practice, uh, apparently we won ten to nothing. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> Yeah, that like, had nothing to do with it. had everything to do with how good of a coach I am. Not a thing. I didn't see anybody else coach. Who coached while you were gone? Kids didn't learn this stuff by uh, who, who coached when you were gone? The original coach that quit. There you go. But, yep, so I'll be there the rest. Why of did the original coach quit? Apparently couldn't make it. <laughs> say, yep. But, um, yeah, so I stepped in and uh, come to find out, uh, you know, I'm okay at soccer. Just not. I don't know everything about coaching. Kick it this way, kick it that way. Yeah, but you know how to. Now I got to teach them what passing is at such a young age, and um, it's it's they still cluster or for not really. Are you really good at soccer, or you just know enough about soccer? Oh, I mean, are you out there kicking the ball and stuff like that? I mean, you want to play? Doing like you know headers <laughs> into the goal. Of course, little, uh, actually, so at, at our age and everything. I can't do a bicycle kick, but I totally had her just the other day. I was playing just randomly with some kids and uh, while my daughter was doing gymnastics and I was out there just running just so I could do it. And I was like, and they're like, wow, you're a big guy. You can, you can play pretty decent. I was like, yeah, all of a sudden I didn't know I was this good. And they're really afraid to run into me. Right? <laughs> so um, I remember when you used to run bases in our practices. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. But those are high school kids. And I was still beating some of them. Blew my mind. But uh, these little kids I can, I can somewhat keep up with. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm good at coaching. That's one thing I've learned is I, I don't command respect. I earn it and they understand how to listen. And, you know, I say, 
the biggest key is getting them involved and mm-hmm. keeping them. Mm-hmm. I had one kid, it broke my heart, man. I was, I don't know, 40 minutes in the practice. I'm bored. And I was like, all right, things you would never say to me in high school. <laughs> like, <laughs> I told people, I said, you know what it's like to go from coaching varsity to like six-year-olds? It's like, holy crap. Like, nothing makes you feel like you've succeeded in life. <laughs> like We have a clinic on Saturday. Yeah. And one of the girls goes, it's going to suck. I hate kids. (laughs) And I go, yeah, I I, I totally feel the same way. I hate kids too. And one of the girls goes, but coach, you coach us. I'm like, yeah, your age is fine. Little kids, I hate them. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I like Emerson, but that's because she's always around us. So she's okay. No. Um. I don't know. I say a lot of vacation. I say, I think we're going to take her on the cruise. Courtney wants yeah. to now. And then it's funny because Courtney wants to take her on the cruise. And I was like, I don't know if I want to. Cause back then I was like, I want to take her on. Courtney's like, I don't want to. And I was like, so now we got to figure it out. And uh, I say, we're uh, so a couple of weeks ago. We went to odd side. Yeah, we did. And you were hung over, hung over badly. <laughs> and at one point you went to the bathroom and yelled at people. And yeah. while you were yelling at people, um, Don goes to Courtney are you sure you want to bring Emerson? She goes, I love Emerson and I don't mind if she comes, but you know what's going to happen. And Courtney goes, what do you say? Well, David, Nick, and Mike are going to drink together. Yeah. And then you're going to be stuck with Emerson all the time. And she goes, well, I mean, she'd go to the daycare area. And Don goes, yeah, but are you okay being stuck with Emerson when she's not there? And she goes, yeah, it'll be fine. And she's like, again, I love Emerson. I don't mind. I'm just saying you might not get to have Courtney fun time. Yeah. Because you know Nick is going to have Nick, David, and Mike fun time. That's a fact. She knows, yeah. especially at like yeah, like eight or nine o'clock at night. You In know, the morning? we don't don't sell it short, buddy. <laughs> well, no, no, but I, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> fun time. I mean, nine o'clock in the morning. It's all pretty much family oriented stuff. But at like nine o'clock at night, yeah. it's like you know you want to go to karaoke, and that's adults only. That's not adults and a six-year-old really karaoke is not for the adult, for the kids huh no, i guess not huh i i did think like i already started practicing my karaoke well, we usually do like a, an earlier family one but it's to be later or if you want to go to like some of the later ch- yeah. comedy ch- it's it's adults only yeah they change the content oh well yeah. i mean that's the kind of content i like well exactly <laughs> um oh man we haven't been on here. Gilbert Gottfried died. Yes, he did. That was uh, very sad. One of the greatest uh, comedies I've seen. I mean, it, you know, I didn't die laughing the whole time because his clean stuff is pretty okay. But like, then he got into his raunchy stuff for the last 15 minutes. And I've never seen so many people stand up and walk out. My buddy and I yeah. were laughing so much He more. literally would do jokes just to make people stand up and walk yeah. out. And, and it's just... Uh, my buddy and I were laughing so much more at all these old people at the casino <laughs> getting up and leaving yeah, yeah. versus like his actual joke. And we're just like, this is amazing, right? Like, and then of course, right, we started yelling out great things because we wanted to hear certain jokes. And, um, you know, finally he just, all right, shut up. I got it. And starts telling the joke. And I, half the crowd just gets up and leaves. Uh, so, my favorite awesome. movie with Gilbert Gottfried, I bet none of you could ever guess. Aladdin. Nope. Right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
Mike, anything? The pest. That's a poly shore. Um, what's the uh, Ice Age? <laughs> it's one he was actually a, a person. Person in. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jingle All the Way. Nope. It was The Adventures of Ford Fairlane with oh, Andrew yeah. Dice Clay. Wow. I forget that he's on the Dice Man. Play. I love that movie. Dickory Duck. Absolutely love that movie. He played the uh, shock jock that died in the beginning of the movie. Great flick. Yep, let's say. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. It was just... It, it's been a weird a weird time money-wise lately. I, I will tell you that. Like, I thought McDonald's making everything 15. Look who called. Hey, buddy. Steve called. You know, making hey, making everybody at that price. I mean, I can't find a job that starts at less than 15 right now, right? I mean, um, and I haven't McDonald's seen... McDonald's starting at 16. 15, 16, yeah, I'll say. Um, my buddy just came to me and he's like, my daughter's making 14 bucks flipping burgers. And I was like, tell her to ask for the dollar. So, so it's interesting that everybody that was talking about how the inflation, uh, you know, that this is going to cause hyperinflation or not maybe not hyperinflation, but it's going to cause inflation to go way up is now is for some reason, those same people are blaming Joe Biden's um, uh, fuel uh, oil policy. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, congrats, Joe. Even Biden. even though nobody's drilling on the land. Well, no, but my point is, is there say, like, everybody's saying, well, if you, fifteen dollars an hour is going to cause all this inflation to go up, but now the inflation's happening. That's not what's causing it. That's, they're not saying yeah. that's what's causing it to go up. So, time bomb. So, well, again, I people being money stupid, right? I don't mind inflation because, as usual, it's you know market correction, mm-hmm. and we had low interest rates for how fucking long yeah. now? forever so i mean they you had to fix it at some point and here we are so mike told you about this this message i sent to him in walling nick i'm I'm gonna read it to you because i know you're gonna love it this is from a job hello all happy wednesday i'm not so happy this morning yesterday three of you submitted your two weeks notice all three of you claimed it was because of a better opportunity not even thinking about the fact that some of your coworkers have lives outside of this job and children. Your better opportunities, doubtful we pay you all fair wages, are really worth affecting your team members' quality of life. I myself have children, and instead of being at their band recital this week, I will have to be sitting at work posting job offers on Indeed instead. This is outrageous. You all need to speak amongst yourselves and plan these things out so you don't leave a company high and dry all at once. The lack of consideration from employees I previously had a different impression of is astounding. The new rule in our employee handbook will be updated to now requiring a three months notice since that's how long it took to train you. You will give a three months notice and train your replacement in the meantime. And your three months notice will serve as your consent for your base pay to be lowered by $6 per hour. Since you will be leaving, your reduction in pay should be no issue. That's how this works from now on. You can thank your insubordinates for this. Somebody's not doing very good at tossing salad over there. 
You can also thank them for the extra 30 hours of overtime per week. You will be assigned until I find new hires and they are fully trained. I expect full cooperation from this team moving forward. How many people quit after that? I would have. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even told them. Nope. I would have just walked out the yep. fucking door. Yep. Not me. I would have given my three months notice, and then showed up one day. I don't know what day that would have been, but it just would have been day. one of them. Yeah, just yeah. like. And then, like, they would have been like, you you walked out two weeks ago. And I'm like, no, I, like, I just, I wasn't here. I'm giving you three months. Like, yeah. I just had the day off from my other job. <laughs> like, you know, here it is Saturday. Thought you might need a little fucking help, you know? Well, three like, months is just, I mean, that's just fucking ridiculous. Because how many, how many job offers are good for three months? None. Right? No, nobody's allowing you to, oh, yeah, I'll accept this offer, but I have to give three months. So just, that, that's insane. And yeah. I, I, I understand there's some hyperbole there. Person's trying to make a point. But like, say you're a, you're absolutely f- have no fucking idea um, how to relate to employees without saying it. What right? do, do you know? What kind of job that was? Sorry, I have no, I have no idea. idea what the yeah. hell that is. No. Huh. So, I, this first I heard of it. So May seventh is a great example. We're short staffed. Yeah. Because it's a problem for a lot of places. Yeah. So we have none of our teenagers. And we have a couple other people that are out and Don sent Mike a message. Hey, are you available on the seventh? And he's like, well, I can do this, this, or this. And I said to her, I'm like, I'm available the seventh. And she goes, well, I didn't ask you because of softball. I'm like, that's the one day I don't have softball. Because every other Saturday I do. Isn't that free comic book day? It is free comic book day. That's (laughs) why I don't have softball. So (laughs) she's like, well, I might need you both because we're really, you know, running light that day. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. No big deal. But when her employees say, hey, I need a day off, she never goes, you can't have it. She just goes, okay, because it's her business and she needs to figure it out. So um, going back to that company, mm-hmm. I I would do nothing and just get paid for it for three months. Yeah. Right. And like when they go to fire me halfway through of doing nothing, I'd be like, no, nah, yeah, sorry, yeah. you're going to have to give me six months notice exactly. of firing. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just, it's just not going to work for me. Right. Like. Yeah, I'm gonna that, need six months. It, and when some of those big companies are downsizing, you might know six months in advance when you're gonna be like, oh, and some people really like they'll be like, okay, sure enough. Yeah. And they do like nothing until there's or spend six months looking for a better, you know, another job, right? But in uh, well, it depends it. on what it's doing. Maybe yeah, they know yeah. that after that six months you're getting a severance package worth yeah. six months of pay or so a retention maybe. bonus or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and again, it's a courtesy to give a two weeks notice. It's not required by any. I mean, you don't have to. In Michigan, shit. it's not. There's actually some states that is. Okay. Yeah. Here, it's not. Nope. You don't have to do shit. You can just walk out. Mm-hmm. Bye. So, I know someone, I won't say how I know them, but I'll tell you guys off the air, that literally sent a text message at four in the morning and said, hey, by the way, I won't be into work anymore. Yeah. And yeah. just didn't go. I've, I've done that. Yeah. My favorite ever quit at the time I quit a job was... Um, I was actually being, um, it was a, I, so I worked for a consulting firm, right? Or, or for a different consulting firm then. And um, we had a, a, another employee who was, had basically been lying to one of our clients, mm-hmm. to the, but to the point where um, it was so bad that if, if, the, if the company came clean, it was going to, like, they were going to get sued. Oh, geez. And they tried to get me to take the heat for some of it. You should have taken all and of I it. I just said, fuck you. And, Walked out. Yep. Never, yep. never worked for them again. 
Oh man, I uh, I always just call him with an eye problem. I don't see myself coming back anymore. <laughs> I uh, I remember my one day working at Circuit City. They told me <laughs> I worked there for one day, so I'm 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 there. And they show me these videos, and one of them is if somebody does not want your help, they're looking to steal. And I went, that's fucking funny. People ask me if I want their help all the time, and I'm like, no, I don't want your fucking. Don't fucking talk yeah. to me. Go away. Right. Yeah, I worked. At- and and uh, so you know, I got done watching all these videos, and they go, okay, you, do you have any questions? And I went, yeah, I need a day off, like three months from now. And they're like, yeah, that's a Saturday. You don't get Saturdays off here. I said, okay. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're good with that. I'm like, I quit. And they went, what? I went, I quit. Yeah. And I walked out the door and I never came back. And they kept calling me. And I'm like, no, I fucking quit. I told you I quit. Yeah. I, uh, I worked at McDonald's. And uh, one of the managers pushed me and uh, right like right into a, a wall, basically, because it well, kind of physically pushed you. Yeah, physically. Oh, wow. And yeah. uh, it set me off. So I, I fucking just left, right? Um, the owner the owner talked to me or whatever and he's like hey blah blah and i was like look i got nothing to fucking say to you like um and they kept calling me and i i probably worked you know eight dollars an hour mm-hmm. so 16 bucks minus my taxes i probably had 14 yeah, bucks right. over but back then they gave and so back then i was a huge bowler and they gave they gave you black dress pants and so i had ah. three or four fucking pairs of dress pants from mcdonald's and they're like we need our we need our uniform back and i was like or you can't get your last paycheck and i was like man walmart's gonna charge me like 12 bucks a pair why don't you go ahead why don't you go ahead and keep that fucking money and i'll keep these pants and we'll call it even no no you you're not gonna get your money i was like dude honestly that's a great fucking trade for me i don't care about you stop fucking calling me and she you're not like it was the greatest thing they called a month later after i hadn't been there for a month and they're like, hey, we, we have you on the schedule. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Here I am. You know, I mean, I'm 16 years old, this young, dumb kid. And I said, that's awesome. They're like, yeah, you haven't been here in a month. And I was like, yeah, I was in Europe traveling, you know, getting another world. I'm just like, Jesus, you got to be shitting me right now. That was, that was one of my favorite interactions with mcdonald's i've ever had i still eat there i have no hard feelings but uh <laughs> they might <laughs> say honestly i still i god we were so poor i mean to get four pair of pants for 16 yeah, bucks yeah. i was pretty fucking happy right <laughs> like, they, they really didn't think that one through very well oh, no you know because they just tried to have every ownership and i was like uh, and i think i even told them i was like now i'm gonna keep these pants like so you can keep the 16 bucks like i'll use them for bowling they told me what i was using it for i was very honest and i was like <laughs> I was like, the shirts, I was like, I think I can go as a McDonald's employee for Halloween. And they're like, no, we need those shirts. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to use my name tag and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're just like, oh. I was, I, I just, I'm such an asshole to it, right? I was a little, I mean, if you're going to put your hands on me, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah, that's it. Just game over, right? Well, again, we are all kind of assholes. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, back then I didn't even realize I could like sue and actually oh, do, sure, you know, because right. I, I, I remember hitting the wall and just hitting my shoulder and I was so pissed so pissed but yeah this is, this is a fun episode i'm sorry that you guys uh think that everybody rich person uh, is evil no, i don't no, think every think rich person is no evil. i don't I, I think that as a society we're allowing um a disparity in income and we're not only allowing but celebrating a disparity in income between the extremely wealthy and everyone else yeah. that's detrimental to to the stability of our society i don't i'm not saying that that all rich people are evil or even that, that don't even think of it in those terms. I think that 
and I, I don't blame Elon Musk. Well, Elon Musk is a special example because of, uh, you know, anyway, but I don't blame the Jeff Bezos and the, uh, even though they, you know, essentially Amazon didn't turn a profit and accepted all sorts of, uh, you know, like corporate welfare and stuff over the years. Um, I don't blame him. I, I blame I blame our society for for allowing allowing and yeah, celebrating. Exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. A, oh man, and I do I do think because I mean I'm poor, right? I mean, in, in comparison with these people, um, you know, like I find it weird that we we talk about Bezos, we talk about Musk, like we idolize these these rich people. One of my favorite one of my favorite uh, things is from. Uh, Mark Cuban, right? He's standing on stage. Chick walks up to him and says, Hey, we've just been made aware you owe $30,000 for dropping an F bomb on national TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, Oh, is that it? He goes, 30000 every time, huh? And she goes, Yeah, why? You want to do it again? And he goes, Ah, fuck it. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, Yeah, it's great. Like, right. everybody's like, Oh, blah, blah. And I'm like, It's 30000 bucks. It's pennies to this guy, yeah. right? Like, and to me, that's fucking hilarious right like it's coming up to me saying hey nick you dropped a curse word it's gonna cost you three bucks yeah. <laughs> you know do you, do you want to do it again yeah fuck it right? yeah, <laughs> like, here's, like, here's your it's three like, bucks can yeah, i do it twice it's or... like finding athletes right, right. That, that you know are making millions of dollars uh ten thousand dollars yeah. or whatever or what was it i think uh didn't john howard get fined some yeah amount or whatever? Yeah. yeah it's like okay whatever yeah they don't care and they don't have to yeah 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 yeah, so, I honestly, for feedback. some reason on Twitch, after we go for a certain amount of time, an echo comes in. We don't, we don't understand it. Hmm. So, luckily, we're wrapping up here. So, so, yeah. up, I guess, right? <laughs> we're finishing. Shut God. Up. Shut up. So, Mike, what did you think of your drinks? They were good, but I, I've actually drank both of them before. Okay, well, we don't care then. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm going to do, do the Fago Cherry again for sure. Um, I, I might want, want to try their grapefruit as well. Although I'm not sure if it's got real grapefruit, I can't have it because now that I'm old, I'm now officially an older adult, yes. according to CNN. So I turned fifty a couple weeks ago. You did. Um, Happy birthday! Thank you. I'm on a I'm on a statin, and I'm not supposed to drink grapefruit juice. So. But you know, uh, yeah. What's that? It isn't that you can't drink any grapefruit juice. It's yeah. that you can't drink concentrate. Oh, right, right. When they concentrate grapefruit juice, they put in a compound that interferes. So if you drank, if you made your own, like, fresh grapefruit juice, you'd be fine. Well, I could just eat a grapefruit then. I'd be okay. Mike, Mike, I want you to know that according to Plastic Tulip, you are not echoing just us. Plastic Tulip is on? Yes. I don't know who that is. I I know who that is. Oh, do you? Plastic Tulip, I'll be home soon. Okay. Oh. That's that's one of the people that intimidates me. Yeah. Do, do Claw Brewing, uh, Strawberry Letter Twenty Three. What did you think of that one? Because I was curious. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as sour as I thought, but I think the hopped part like takes it down pretty good. Okay. Uh, Mother Schmuckers, it was good. Yeah. Uh, this untitled art from Three Whoa. Sons Brewing. That was excellent. Hot damn. Yeah. Right. Like, I wanted to stop the podcast, but you boys were in the middle of a great conversation. <laughs> A twelve pack for the Bucks and Brewers crew. Do, but that is yeah. my friend. Right my buddy Jeremiah, right there, guys. Uh, we just officially got sponsored. Uh, now we're gonna have to give West I, Michigan Investor a I big guess, shout. I out. guess I'll have to come on for an episode. Say, <laughs> um, but this Three Sons Brewing, wow, that was, wow, yeah, it was really yeah, good. Yeah, like honestly, I 
very like it, it tasted like a fucking brownie in my mouth it, it not, like i didn't i wasn't expecting that brownie sugar probably. it was yeah like and cheese man like I, I was so pissed i poured that versus yeah. the strawberry letter i was like oh, i should have saved that for the end I'm, i mean six bucks a can so i probably won't go buy another you know 12 pack but i kind of want to go buy another so one good. this is from florida okay. yeah um yeah the strawberry gosh, letters from maryland real real good guys so real good cider boys greater stop grape stop i i love grape yeah this, this smell did, was horrible this did not disappoint um and then the peanut butter chocolate milk stout i absolutely love this is a great beer from lost coast brewery um it was beer. i'm not sure that that would be one of my favorites it was that. it was not as good as the untitled art but it was excellent <laughs> yeah mexican style chocolate yeah how did creme stout it reminded yeah. me of the uh mayan from outside no but no way better you say like this was because I mean, the mayan has i mean this has cinnamon but like that has habanero and that's like a yeah. warming this was i don't know this was it just i've never had anything like it before and i think that's what really set it apart because you know you guys are talking about the chocolate stouts and i'm sitting here just going and i had it and i i just i was absolutely in love the way the way the nodes just it, it warmed up and yeah. and if you held it there it really felt like you just melted a gooey brownie like in your mouth yeah. and, it, and it just fan freaking tastic beer really King, kudos to them um worth the six dollars you paid for it <laughs> like i mean i'm talking about it for longer than two seconds right yeah. it's not like i just was like hey great, great beer like this like i'm very like, it takes a lot to I, like I make think, me talk i think they should sponsor us with how much you're talking about <laughs> right. I say, come on now yeah let's see let's see what else you got and uh send us send us a little uh you know thank you gift three sons oh actually hold on all right now i got a problem here so yeah. untitled art has breweries that they do the art for Okay, so this so is this is from Three Sons Brewing Company yep. in Florida. Something. Florida. Yep. Untitled Art. And then it says down here, blah blah blah, canned by Untitled Art, Three Sons Brewing Company in Wisconsin. Hmm. So now I gotta figure out where the hell this beer actually is from. <laughs> and All right. So I don't know if it's canned in Wisconsin. Like, yeah, so we have to figure this out. But well, it sounds to me like there's a mystery to be solved before the next episode. Time to drink a lot of beer and figure <laughs> this out. Yep. So whoever you so, are, so when mystery one, beer. Which one time. of us is Scooby Doo? <laughs> Voice, I don't know. <laughs> That's what you're normal. Man. Hey guys, uh, we really appreciate you uh listening. Uh I love today's episode. I love today's beer. Uh like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family uh we we really appreciate it uh thank you jeremiah for the uh sponsorship of a 12 pack for us uh very excited to drink that uh we hope to be a little more semi-regular now that softball's into full swing hopefully we can get some more of these these done um i'd be glad to be semi-regular now that i'm 50 you can (laughs) you can be semi-regular anytime you want jim um just a little jump he's got to eat his wheaties to get all the way upstairs (laughs) that may be um Again, thanks for joining us. I'll get this one up in the next week or so because, you know, I'm still trying to fight for time. But uh, thanks for joining, and we will talk to everybody soon. Thanks for having me. You've dialed.
called in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews.